You're listening to Wander and Roam. Hey, uh, Raindrop. Ah, uh, yes, sir. I got a question for you. Shoot. When was the first time you thought of yourself as an agent of chaos? I think I was born with that knowledge. And the moment I entered this world, I just knew in my heart of hearts that it was time for the world to get ready for me. So I like to keep them on their toes. I'll tell you what, you keep me on my toes every single day, so I totally understand that. Mission accomplished. The group carries on into the desert. As they cross the top of a dune, our friends see a myriad of racing carts. Dozens of ramshackle carts are lined up, harnessed with bugs. Racers hurry about, making preparations for the event to come. Crowds have settled in what shade there is, and the air is buzzing with excitement. Welcome to the Desert Derby. You guys are seeing this too, right? This isn't another one of those things where you rub your eyes and you see a hula girl with a mohawk and then she's not there? She was a very good dancer. Yeah, but I haven't seen her for miles. This one might be for real. I wonder if we could go down and maybe watch this whole cacophony occur, you know? I think that'd be a fun thing, you know? We've been um, full of drama and all this stuff and... I think we deserve a little R&R. What do you think? I've always wanted to see a derby. I want a race. What's R&R? I don't know what R&R is, I, I, but I heard it a lot, and so I just figured that y'all would know, and I wouldn't have to explain myself. I think that's rest and rehabilitation. I thought it was a barbecue place. Mm. Hey, maybe they got some of them barbecue down, uh, down at the concessions. Ooh. Let's go see. All right, Squeakers, let's get on down, get you some rehabilitation. Yes, sir, and I hope that rehabilitation is smothered in barbecue sauce. Well, I mean, you've got a number of problems. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce, I would put low on the list. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But you know what I think? And Squeakers turns and runs towards the sweet smell of barbecue ribs. Raindrop is quick on his heels, and as they crest over the dune... Sand is being flicked left and right, and a cacophony of racers enters their ears. Why would they sell a sticky food like barbecue in the middle of a sandy desert? I've heard the sand adds to the texture. Aldern, know that I mean this in the kindest possible way. That's disgusting. (laughs) Well, so be it. I'm going to go get some ribs. Squeakers and Raindrop push their way through several different racers. It's very apparent that they didn't take the correct way into the race where most of the audience is and are now in the racer pit. Hey, uh, does anybody know where we can go to get concessions? Get out of the way! Okay, all right. I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, But uh, do you happen to know where the concessions are? Concessions are over with the audience. Where? What? Audience, I I don't see anything. But if we were a racer, where would we sign up? The race was filled out months ago. You don't have time to sign up anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Suddenly, a gecko runs out from amongst the cars and screams, uh, Can anyone here drive a car? I can't. Please, please. No, please. no, no. Raindrop, let's allow some of these professionals <clears throat> uh, the first opportunity. None of you professionals are looking to help me. 
I, I'll help you. I, I was captain. Listen, listen. I was captain of a dinghy, and I think, what is a car but a dinghy on wheels? Close enough. Why are you no longer able to drive? Oh, well, see, I'm just a wheel-changing boy, but my driver, Bubba Zanetti, oh, he's got it hit his head. Oh, no. Not Bubba Zanetti. Oh, Bubba Zanetti's in a bad way. He can't turn his steering wheel. He can't push his pedal. Oh, no. Oh, that's so bad for a racer. I'm glad that amongst all of us, we have some pedal-pushing legs. We'd be lucky if Bubba Zanetti could ride a bicycle right now. Oh, right. Is he okay? Does he need medical attention? He needs very urgent medical attention. But that's less important than the car. That's what I was thinking. I just didn't want to say it. Lead on, sir. Oh, yes. yes. The group walks through the racers following this gecko and comes upon a cart that is slightly smaller than the rest of the carts. And attached is a very large beetle sitting at the reins is an old mouse. Oh, oh, I, I, I can still race Bartholomew. I, I can still do it. I can, I can take care of this one. We can, we can win all that. Oh no, he's got one foot in the grave already. Oh, oh poor listen, Bubba Zanetti. Listen, you know, this ain't Zanetti's final race. I, I just can't turn my neck oh, either way. Oh, Bubba, you got, I think, aphasia. We can't make out a word you're saying. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. It won't I mean, be too long until Bubba Zanetti's down in the ground. You know, I, I, I think that I could, I think that I could still drive you this thing. You, Doc, help me push him out. Oh, you need to go to a hospital and Range Apple climb up next to the rain and just casually start pushing Bubba off to the side. Bubba Zanetti falls horizontally out the side of the car, <laughs> flat on the ground. Oh, see, a well a well man would be able to not fall on his face. Oh, you bested me again, Bartholomew. As the group nears the cart, the beetle is snapping and rearing at them, and it is clear that this beetle listens to nobody but Bubba Zanetti. All right, well, the, the good boy, this beetle, he's he's tame as a little little house bug. Oh, man, I, I, I heard that noise before, and it is not a, a, a good one. Uh, That's the sound that beetles make when they're excited, and they've got uh, ample fuel in their tanks. If only we had another bug that could race in place of Bubba Zanetti's beetle. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, yes. Please, all you professionals, I'm looking for a bug to pull the cart. We, as professionals, need to help this gecko. Why are none of you professionals coming to help me? We are professionals and we're coming to help you right now. We need help. My driver, Bubba Zanetti, and his bug, the bug of Zanetti. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Jack hasn't really done any professional racing, mostly amateur stuff and occasionally like a pickup race, you know, maybe some street racing, but never anything professional. Several jets of steam start to shoot out from below the cases of Bugga Zanetti's carapace. Uh, we oh, better uh, we better release this poor uh, poor beetle from its uh, shackles here. And Squeakers runs over and pulls the straps that are containing Bugga Zanetti. As soon as it's freed, it takes off dragging Bubba Zanetti with it. I don't think we've seen the last of him. They both smack directly into a big stone column in the midst of the audience. The stone column falls over on top of them. Ooh. You know, I'm pretty sure this building isn't up to code. 
Yeah, OSHA needs to be involved. Steam and smoke spew from the wreckage as members of the crowd scream and run in all directions. Well, now we have to race in honor of Bubba Zanetti. We have to. May he rest in peace. Okay. As the crew begins to strap Cracker Jack into the rickshaw, a mouse with an even wider brim hat than Squeakers walks up. Well, hello, my name is Hamish. Are you Squeakers 2? What did you just call me? Squeakers 2, the sequel to Squeakers? I've killed for less than that. My name is John Jack Picklewhip, and I am the favorite to win this here race. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> We're, we replaced the guy who died. Yeah, many people die during the Desert Derby. It's monsoon after all. Are y'all ready to have your metal tested? Rain Jack will step forward, put on a pair of goggles that she conveniently swiped from Zanetti, and say, <clears throat> well, 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 I think we are about to have a new champion here. I'm gonna win, y'all are not, and I'm gonna be walking away with the prize. Well, What's and if if I die over the course of the race, you have my permission to kill me. <laughs> a young mouse who's sitting in the audience leans over and says, Boy, if you die, you'll be riding with the Phantom Racers, like old Bubba Zanetti. Bubba Zanetti was not a Phantom Racer. Oh, but he is now. Oh, no. Boy, he, he did gonna be tearing up the track for generations. No, trust me, Bubba Zanetti was not a good enough driver to be with the Phantom Racers. But he died on this track. And the track claims both good and bad. All of a sudden, the announcer comes from over the PA. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Monsoon Classic. <gasps> monsoon, 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 Monsoon. Tonight, 24 racers will enter the track but only one will take home the prize. Racers, take your places. And that's when the gang realizes that on the side of the cart is painted a 24. Oh, we've been seated last. Last the best of all the game. Yeah, I mean, we can watch for, I don't know, if there's booby traps or some kind of, you know, obstacle or something you know it really shouldn't be a problem provided we press b halfway through the second light <laughs> uh raindrop will face cracker jack and say cracker jack look at me i know you're a champion i'm a champion we're all champions you're gonna get out there and you're gonna do your best i know you can win this race you're just, look at you you're a star cracker jack rears up on its hind legs and goes <laughs> that is the first time I've ever heard a stag beetle whinny. As I think that's a good luck charm. I think we got this in the bag. The cart moves to the 24th spot. Racers, start your beetles. Now nah, you can you can you can do it there. They're there. And Hamish passed the bug on the head. <laughs> There's a loud din as all of the racers begin shaking the reins of their beetles. The beetles stomping their feet create a giant dust cloud. Ooh. In three, two, 
One! The carts rattle as the beetles tear down the track. <sighs> They're off to a great start. In first, John Jack Pickle Whips. Up at the front, they see the mouse in a big old cowboy hat riding in a very sleek looking cart on a very young and fast beetle. Cracker Jack, scared by the noise, doesn't move. Uh, group huddle, guys. All right. How do we get your beetle to run? Okay, okay. I've run into this problem before. Um, we all have to close our eyes and say, I do believe in beetles over and over, and that, that kind of worked one time. Is it against the rules for the beetle to be propelled by 100 bees? From the audience, uh, a kid yells, It's not in the rule book. Nothing in the rule book says bees can't play desert derby. All right, let's uh, let's just uh, let's hook them up. Let's see what happens. All right, let's call some bees. And the Hamish blows into his whistle, and 100 bees zoom out to the track. <gasps> what are them bees doing on the track, Dad? It's not in the rule book. I'll tell you what they're doing. They're having a dang good time. Boy, we really ought to think about revising that rule book. Same thing happened last year. The 100 bees swarm towards the beetle and form a set of giant bee wings. And Cracker Jack takes off. Experiencing the force of several G's, our heroes are thrown to the back of the cart, their faces oh. stretched out and faces of fear. Raindrop! Yeah! You, you gotta get up there and you gotta take the reins! Oh, I'm trying! As they speed down the track, they pass several carts that have tipped over and are lying sideways in the dunes. Uh -huh. Squeakers grabs onto Raindrop and tries his best to push her towards the front to try to get some control over the cart. Raindrop climbs until she's close and she's dangling around Cracker Jack's neck. It says, Buddy! Buddy, you're doing so good! <laughs> But maybe we could just slow down just a smidgen. I think that's the bees. I don't think that's Cracker Jack. A paradoxically gentle wave of vibration comes from the bee wings. It says, never slow, never surrender. Well, we can't argue with that logic. <laughs> it's crazy how they said that all at the same time. It's almost like they have a hive mind. Now that's an urban legend. Your bees are talking again. Well, sometimes they do that. The cart tears around the corner of a track. On either side, the pathway becomes narrower and narrower as our heroes realize that they are going up and on either side is a sheer drop-off. Did anyone see the giant ramp at the end that we're going towards right now? Oh, raindrop, you, you need to get control of Cracker Jack right now, otherwise we are going to die. Raindrop will take the reins of Cracker Jack and give a yeehaw just as they crest the edge of the ramp and fly upwards. Yeehaw? Why, that's the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> Raindrop, you, you're going to need to give more of a yeehaw. That was, that was, that was pretty good, but we're, we are falling fast. Everybody <laughs> clap your hands. <laughs> Why don't you try a yippee ki -yay? All right, all right, okay, here I go. Come on, come on, come on. <clears throat> Yippee-ki-yay! 
And with that, Cracker Jack's shell opens up and two more wings protrude, giving us four beetle power. A stream of sparkles and stars shoots out from beneath Cracker Jack's carapace, propelling rocket-like this cart through the air. Guys, we got the butt sparkles. I think we're in the clear. (laughs) As the group begins to get used to the speed, Squeakers is able to climb up towards Raindrop. I think I think we're good. We're good. I think I think we're I think we're on our way. But I was only able to count about uh nine carts over there, give or take a little bit that might have fallen off the cliff. Mm-hmm. But uh, we still got a ways to go if we're gonna win this thing. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, where's the where's the path? We're we're kind of up in the air. I I don't know if this is in the rule book. No, it's not in the rule book. The rule book doesn't say anything about magical propulsion. Oh, by not reading this rule book, guys, we're really coming in glad. <laughs> the way the cart begins to catch up with Cracker Jack, and they slowly begin to descend towards the ground. Large stone spires are jutting out of the ground, and they are coming in hot. Well, look out for those spires there. Crash! The cart collides with several stone spires, knocking them over onto some of the carts below. Sorry! You're fine! They had to sign a waiver! Besides, I hear this track has a fine facility for rehabilitation. You'll be fine. Now, wait a minute. Now, this cart may have wheels, but Cracker Jack, she got legs. She got six legs. Bug legs, they're famous for being able to climb over stuff. The group starts unhitching the wagon from Cracker Jack and looks up to see Bartholomew in the crowd. I'm fine. <laughs> I was reading my copy of the rule book and look, and he holds up an empty book. Oh, perfect. Those are my kind of rules. We're fine. I'll be honest. We mostly have a rule book, so we can say that's not in the rule book. Oh. A uh, golden retriever <laughs> being pulled by several beetles <laughs> rolls by. Hey, there's nothing in the rule book that says a golden retriever can't be a chariot. But a golden retriever is not a chariot. It is if I say so. Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hey friends, Addison here. The 15th annual Grassroots Shakespeare Company Summer Tour is launching in late May. These tours are where Soren, Gary, Steve, and I met, and Wander in Rome would quite literally not exist without them. They'll be bringing Twelfth Night, Hamlet, and The Tempest to parks throughout Utah through late June. If you've somehow not seen a Grassroots show before, these crowd-pleasing accessible performances are not to be missed. Grab some snacks, roll out a blanket on a warm summer's night, and see these spectacular, raucous productions with music by our very own Gary Argyle. Check out the schedule on Facebook. Say hi to Gary and the cast and let them know Wander in Rome sent you. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. 
two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride why did we name our podcast bisexually lit well like you know a we're bisexual extremely b we're we're getting lit we're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, Join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the group continues forward, now riding on the back of Cracker Jack and climbing over all of the obstacles in the way, all of a sudden on the wind, they hear a cry for help. Was that Bogus Zanetti again? I thought he died. Yeah, I'm no, pretty it's a different person. I don't know. We're getting pretty close to the front of the race. What do you think, guys? Shall we... Uh... Yeah, we could we could win whatever this mysterious prize is. Oh, what do you think, Captain Raindrop? <sighs> I want to win. <laughs> Onward! <laughs> yeah! All right, maybe someone else will save them. As our friends race forward, they near the front of the pack, and in the cloud, being kicked up by John Jack Pickle Whips, they see a number of riders made of sand. Oh. Those might be the phantom riders we've been hearing about. But they're sand. Sand riders? When you die here, do you become sand? Yeah, I don't know. The group quickly passes Bubba Zanetti, still being dragged by his beetle, but both are made out of sand. Oh, no. Are are you okay? Bubba Zanetti groans uh, as thousands of arms from a sandy hell drag him down. (laughs) Things are worse in the afterlife. (laughs) Well, I just checked the rule book, and there's nothing in it that says a ghost can't win the race. (laughs) Well, I'll be doggone. Those ghosts were in front of us. Inches away from the finish line, Hamish feels a pang of regret and looks at the scroll of the old priest's teachings and sees only the word, help. He heaves a sigh and puts his foot down on the brake of this beetle. Hamish, no, no, we're so close. What are you doing? Someone out there needs our assistance, and that's more important than winning some mysterious prize. Now, you know what? I really got caught up in the moment there. Uh, We should probably, yeah, we should probably help them. And Squeakers puts a paw on Raindrop's shoulder. (sighs) That's okay. There's always next year. Also, I think everyone behind us is incapacitated or dead, so we may still win. That's a great point. And the group rears Cracker Jack and begin running back towards where they heard the cry for help as John Jack Pickle Whips speeds past them, going the other direction, 
saying, Yeah, I, I knew that I was going to win this one. Ooh, I hate it. <laughs> As our friends arrive at the scene of the person calling for help, they find an audience member and they're sitting on a blanket. They're trying to open a pickle jar. They oh. can't get the pickles open. Oh, my arms are really weak and I can't get these pickles open. Yeah, well, guess what? Yeah? I got big hands. Ooh! Hamish reaches over and with a delicate twist of his meaty paw, the pickle jar pops open. The sweet and vinegary smell of pickles permeates the air. Oh, man, you don't know what you... That was the best... You know, these pickles really make watching this show just the best. The show's over, but I do hope you enjoy those pickles. Do you want one? I hear they're very nutritious and uh, helpful. You know, actually, I'll, I'll take you up on one of those. I've sworn them off for land, but thank you. Oh. Well, I'll have his then. And he reaches into the jar and they pull out the dill pickles. Squeakers bites into it with a crunch. He says, you know... I guess the real prize was the pickles we ate along the way. Hey, remember me? Are you the rule book man? Well, my name's Bartholomew, and also I hired you to be in this race. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey. I forgot about our sponsor. Mm. Yeah, um, my legs have been crushed. Could you drag me to the rehabilitation tent? That sounds horrible. Yeah, it is. I guess now we understand why they call it Rest and rehabilitation instead of rest and recreation. Oh, I thought it was racing and rehabilitation. Now I thought it was racing and, uh, I don't know, reconciling or some other R word. Or ribs and reconciling. Now I like that. Mm. Ribs and racing, R and R. Ribs and racing. Why don't we reconcile over some ribs? And the gang slowly riding Cracker Jack go towards a cheering audience as they near the finish line, they realize that John Jack Pickle Whip's cart, its wheels have fallen off. And he's laying, looking straight up into the sky. I really should have paid those guys more nickels to build my cart. I didn't value the labor of those workers, and I, I got a shoddy cart out of it. Um, group huddle? Guys, I think we're still in this race, and I think we have a very high chance of winning if we just casually stride towards the finish line. Yeah, you know what? I think that we can cross the finish line and then double back and help this poor son of a gun. All right, but can I still throw a turtle shell at him? Oh, you may. Mm. Did you take that off a turtle? He gave it willingly. <laughs> <laughs> the group casually crosses the finish line, and as they do, the crowd goes absolutely wild. <sighs> Guys, I think we did it. Yeah, we did. I have half a mind not to turn around and go help that son of a gun. Let's help him. Okay. So the group turns around and walks the 20 feet back past the finish line <laughs> to where John Jack Pickle Whips is laying in the sand. I'm sorry about your recent loss, but I saved you a pickle. And Rain Jack will hold out a pickle. <laughs> I haven't had a pickle in a long time, friend. How long? I mean, you want me to quantify it? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, I think three years ago. That's quite a while without a pickle. I know. My name's Pickle Whips. You think that I would have pickles all the time, but really, I 
they usually forget when I'm doing my grocery shopping. You know, sometimes we get tired of the things that we get the most commonly in our lives. If you're from the pickle family, I can imagine growing tired. Yeah, you know, I've been away from the pickling side of my family for a long time. I've been racing till my bones have gotten weary. Maybe this is a chance for you to get back in touch with your roots. Why don't you join us for some pickles and sandy ribs? Well, that sounds absolutely delightful, actually. Well, with all due respect, Mr. Pickle Whips, it actually sounds god darn disgusting. Well, perhaps just the pickles then. The announcer comes over the intercom one last time and says, Congratulations to number 24! They've won the grand prize. What did we win? What did we win? The key to the Monsoon Classic. A trophy that they can display for one whole year. Does that mean we have to race again next year? Yes. Guys, I'm generating some ideas of our future wagon, and I think it's going to be... No, no, we're just going to... We're going to abdicate, uh... Hey, why don't we just give it to John, Jack, whatever. And, I was uh, going to suggest we give it to the hellbound ghost of Bubba Zanetti. And no one was going to think of we should just keep it. Am I alone in that thought? Well, we have to give it back. Eventually. Yeah, I don't want to come back here again. This place kind of sucks. Well, I guess to the ghost of Zanetti. <laughs> hey, Bubba Zanetti. The sand begins to swirl as a single hand comes out he says what what did you say oh the hand has a mouth on it Bubba Zanetti let this offering of a trophy put your soul to rest I can move on now and the sand grasping the trophy collapses the trophy is engulfed by the sand the group riding on the back of Cracker Jack eating their sandy ribs saunter into the sunset Next week on Wander and Rome. Somewhere in the desert, miles from anywhere, a radiant basin of glass reflects the burning sunlight into a blinding column shooting into the sky. Our heroes shade their eyes as they look down upon what looks like a city of tents and dirty pilgrims, all circled around a massive chunk of stone and metal, the remains of an ancient meteor. Welcome to the Glittering Crater. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com. <laughs>